good morning, everybody. So glad that you're here to worship and praise this morning. We are going to take a morning and just praise the Lord, praise Him for everything He's doing, everything that He has done, and everything that He's going to do. And I am, I am so sorry that I can't be with you today uh, on, on a day that we're going to praise Him. Um, it's been a rough week for me and my family. Bethany, uh, my wife, is, is pretty sick. Um, she, she uh, we're pretty sure, has COVID. And uh, she's checked, the, she, the test came back negative, thank God. So that's my praise today. Um, but the doctor said you checked off every box for it except for a positive test. So go ahead and act like and treat it like you have it. So, uh, so that's why I'm not here this Sunday. I just wanted to make sure everybody stays safe stays healthy and uh time should be about right unless somebody else in the family gets sick that i should be back with you next week um that's what i'm hoping for that's what i'm praying for and that's what i would um ask you to pray for but like i said it was kind of a rough week for me and i know uh for a lot of my friends and family uh it was a rough week and as i said in our midweek devotional it, it's been kind of a rough season for us 2020 has not been the easiest year um you know there's a lot of bad stuff and stuff that's not too pleasant going on right now of course you have all the covid stuff you have all you know supposedly all the you know the cases are on the rise and and it we're under a mask order um if you're in public so you're probably wearing a mask right now um you know, there's civil unrest, political unrest, and uh, just everybody seems to be a little bit on edge, a little bit anxious, a little bit afraid. Um, and uh, so, what do we do? We're going to praise. And you might be saying this morning, like, man, read the signs of the times, read the writing on the wall. It's not a great time to be praising. But a lot of times when bad things come our way we get our heads down and we forget to praise god and we forget to worship and so that's what we're going to do because here's what i've learned from scripture first I, I think about david i think about david in the psalms you know in, in the in psalm 13 he he says this I will trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. He's praising God. Now, that doesn't maybe seem like a big deal to you because uh, David prays and, and praises a lot. But look how the psalm starts. He said, how long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat saying we've defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. But I will trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good. 
And that's how the psalm ends. He starts off by saying, like, God, have you forgotten me? God, I've got bad stuff going on all around. But he ends it with praise. You, you look at Job. Job was a man who faced disaster after disaster. It was like 2020 for, for him in, in this year. Um, but it was all happening just to him. And in Job chapter 1, it says, one, one day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting at the oldest brother's house, a messenger arrived at Job's home with the news. Your oxen were plowing, your donkeys were feeding beside them when the Sabians raided us. They stole all the animals and killed all the farmhands. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with the news. The fire of God has fallen from heaven and burned up your sheep and all the shepherds. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, a third messenger arrived with the news. Three bands of Chaldean raiders have stolen your camels and killed your servants. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. Your sons and daughters were feasting in their oldest brother's home. Suddenly a powerful swim swept in from the wilderness, hit the house on all sides. The house collapsed and all your children are dead. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. Job stood up and tore his robe in grease. He shaved his head and fell to the ground. Get this, in worship. He said, I came naked from my mother's womb and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord has given me what I have and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. Job lost literally everything. Job had in one day, in one 5, 10, 15 minute period, everything he loved was lost. And yet Job said, I will praise the name of the Lord. And so even in the darkest times, David, Job, lots of people in the Bible found a reason to praise, found that even in the darkness that they were still going to praise. So yeah, there's some darkness around, but we're still going to praise. And you know what else? Even though there is some darkness around, God is up to something good. God has been doing a lot of great things, and we want to take time to celebrate that. A lot of times we get our heads down, we get so focused on what's bad, we don't look up and look around and see all the good things God is doing. So we're going to worship today. We're going to praise today. We're going to hear some testimonies of, of amazing things that God is doing right now in 2020. And we're going to praise. You know, in James 4, 7, he says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Well, I know a lot of us feel like the devil's taken a lot of ground in 2020. And a lot of us need and would love to see the devil flee. Well, the Bible says that the way to get that to happen, the way to 
see the devil flee is to resist him. And I don't know many other ways to resist the devil better and more than to praise our God and Father in heaven and his son Jesus Christ. That's resisting the devil. So let's praise, let's worship, let's resist the devil together by praising our God in heaven and, and just pray and watch him flee. Let's break something. Let's break the spirit that stranglehold that, that Satan has on, on this valley, on this area, on this community, on this church, on this people. Let's break it. The way that we can break it is through praise. The way that we can break it is through worship. So let's praise and worship. And believe me, I wish I was here praising and worshiping with you today. But believe me too, my family and I will be at home praising and worshiping with you online. We love you all. Have a great time. Praise and worship. Let's resist the devil together. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's all stand together. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, as we come into worship to you this morning, Lord, I pray that our hearts would be one together. Lord, that we would put off all the things of this world and we would focus directly on you. Lord, it doesn't matter the songs, uh, the way we sing. Lord, we just want to focus our hearts on you, that we would lift you up and give you all the glory you deserve today. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Let's worship. foundation our rock the only solid ground the nations rise and fall kingdoms once strong now shaken we trust forever in your name the name of Jesus we trust the name of Jesus the only king forever almighty god we lift you higher you are the only king forever forevermore you are victorious you are the only king forever almighty god we lift you higher you are the only king forever forevermore you are victorious Unmatched in all your wisdom, in love and justice you will reign, and every knee will bow. We bring our expectations, our hope is anchored in your name, 
I raise a hallelujah. 
I'm reminded when I hear that song about the wall of Jericho falling, the, the idea that you can show up with a trumpet and God will bring a wall down, that a melody really can be a weapon. Uh, so in honor of that, we, we just want to lift God's name up today in various ways and, and trust that he really wins every battle we, we truly have. So uh, we're going to have Bill Benson come up for, for a couple minutes and share some with us. Uh, actually, a little later, we're going to have an opportunity, if you would like to share, it'll be an open testimony time. Do ask anyone that if you're sharing testimonies today, please hold the mic up high uh, so that people online can hear as well. But I'll turn this over to Bill. I'd like to help you understand what you have done and what you are doing. It's just, um, it's amazing. But the only way I can tell you and explain to you is tell you a little story. A year and a half ago, I was in the Haitian refugee village taking some board members around and showing them what we were trying to do and what we faced in front of us. And when you come into this village, you're not there five minutes and children come out from everywhere and just crowd around you and, and want to look at you and talk to you and touch you. And as we were walking around the village, a little six-year-old boy took my hand. He didn't take my good hand. He, he took this hand. He just wanted to hold it. All the other kids were afraid of it, but he just held on to it, and we walked through the village. And he didn't say anything. And he kept looking up at me, And then after a while, he stopped. And he looked up at me and he said, I'm hungry. Yo hombre. That's all he said. And we weren't there to feed them that day. We weren't there to preach the gospel that day. We weren't there to pass out books. We weren't there to... To, to, to teach them English, to sing songs with them. We, I was just there to show them the board members, or show the board members the village. And we walked a little further. And we st he stopped again, and he looked up at me again and simply said, I'm hungry. And that broke my heart. Because we didn't bring any food that day. I didn't have, I couldn't give him anything that day. Well, what you have done is helped us feed that entire village. If you think we have it hard here, I know there are a handful of people in this room that have seen that and see how they live. And it's difficult to explain. 
but it really is simple to understand when you see a six-year-old child look up and tell you that he's hungry. So God bless you for what you're doing, and it's, you just, I wish you could see it and feel it. it it's, it's such a blessing what you've done for us, because we will make it happen in your name and in his name. So thank you. Thank you, Bill. We're praying that sooner rather than later we'll be able to Bill be able to take another team back down. Uh, I know they had a trip this summer that got pushed back a bit, hoping to go in the fall, so we're, we're, we're praying for another mission team with that. But we're going to keep praising God, so we're going to go back into worship. And um, again, we're going to praise, hear some testimonies, praise again. And uh, my thing for us this morning is, can we be make sure we're just aware of who we're praising? And I say that knowing myself, it's easy to go on autopilot sometimes and Sometimes I'll be halfway through a song, like, wait, am I actually singing or am I just kind of singing these words along? So let's stand up uh, and let's, let's praise just with a, a fresh sense of this is the God who loves us, who made us, and remember that it's a privilege to even come before him in the name of Jesus and, and praise him. So let's keep singing. There's no other name, 
There's no other name like yours, Jesus, like yours, Jesus. There's no other name, there's no other name like yours, Jesus, like yours, Jesus. There's no other name, there's no other name like yours, Jesus. Like yours, Jesus. Every knee will bow and every tongue confess the name of Jesus. Oh, every knee will bow and every tongue confess the name of Jesus, oh, every knee will bow and every tongue confess the name of Jesus. Oh, every knee will bow and every tongue confess the name of There's no other name, there's no other name like yours, Jesus, like yours, Jesus. There's no other name, there's no other name like yours, Jesus, like yours, Jesus. There's no other name. There's no other name like yours, Jesus, like yours, Jesus. We're going to hear another testimony right now for, um, from Brian Mason. If I could have him come up. How's it going, folks? Can you hear me? Okay. I can't hear me very well, so I want to make sure. Uh, my name is Brian Mason. I'm born and raised in Logan, Ohio. I'm very proud of that. How many of you see hands from official Loganites? <laughs> So um, last April, and I'm not here to talk about a particular train wreck, but last April I came home to a family crisis, which was a train wreck, and I'm still dealing with it. Um, sorry, that last song choked me up. <laughs> a good song. Um, I'm here to talk about um, a situation I was in you know, we're all dealing with stuff, right? And I lost my mom um, six years ago. And I thought, I wish I could go talk to my mom because I want to ask her something. She made an offer to me um, when I was a kid and I wanted to see if it was still on the table, but I can't ask her. And she once offered to slap me into next year. I'd take that right now. <laughs> right? In January, January 2020, I said, this is the year of focus, man. This is going to be quite the opposite, right? 
So I wish my mom could slap me in the next year, but she's not here to do it. So anyway, um, three weeks ago today, um, there's a young man that I mentor. I've mentored him for many, many years, and he's about 28 now, and one day he said, are you going to stop mentoring me? And I said, why stop now? So he come to get me a few Saturdays ago, and he said, I want to go look at this new car. Will you go with me and check it out? Sure. So he comes and gets me, and we're about three blocks from my house, and um, I don't have any vision in my left eye born that way, so when I go places or I'm weed-eating or whatever, I have safety sunglasses that I wear. They look pretty cool. So I'm getting my sunglasses out. I roll my window partway down. I'm, you know how you clean your glasses and look out the window? And then I looked in front of me, and I said, Jake, that Jeep's not stopping. And Jake turned. The Jeep didn't stop hits me right in the side door, moves the car sideways about six feet. Um, instant pain that I've never had in my life. And uh, when, the, when the Jeep impacted my door, my right lung immediately collapsed. I have, they say I have a broken rib. I think I have a bunch of them. But <laughs> it hurts. So anyway, um, through that, you... You always wonder, okay, if I'm facing death, what's that going to be like? You always wonder that, right? So I can tell you that um, through my relationship with Christ, I really thought I was dying because I thought my lung was filling up. I had blood. Um, but anyway, I had just put those safety glasses on, and that Jeep hits the windshield, explodes, the side window explodes, that glass in my mouth. So I think I would have had glass in my eyes, too, if it wasn't for those sunglasses I put on seconds before. So I uh, come to find out they can't get me out of the car. Uh, paramedics behind me going, you know, you're not alone. I'm with you. Firefighters. Um, I didn't see Jesus, but I saw him in the lives of those people. And um, they said, we got to cover you up because we got to cut you out of this car. <laughs> and they put me on the backboard, and I didn't know pain until they did that. But anyway, I'm only coming here today to tell you that because... Pastor Brian was talking about that generation that God said, they will not enter into my rest. And that day I wasn't worried about dying. I thought I was. I tossed my cell phone to Jake and I said, call my wife and tell her I love her. This is it. And, um, but I made it. And a lot of good people took a lot of good care of me and they sent me up to Grant and you know, the ladies up there were like, you know, Brian only cares about us. He never cares about it. He's so good to talk about us. So I wanted him to see Christ in me. And we had some chats about that. So um, anyway, really bad car wreck. And I, I want to say today, just in closing here, uh, not to take up too much time, but if you're one of the people that, like I used to be, that I'd sit in the pew and I thought I really had it going on, but I didn't have a great relationship with Christ. And I do, and I have for many, many years. So I want to encourage you, if, if you're on that fence or if you're not sure, you can solve that today. Uh, I have no doubt that you can do that. Some other people would be glad to pray with you. So I just want to encourage folks. This, is, this testimony is not about me. It's, it's for Jesus Christ, and it's for the kingdom of God because he is real, and he does care for us. So God bless you, and thanks for letting me have this opportunity. Thank you, Brian. 
Yeah, uh, I saw Brian in church um, maybe know, a couple weeks ago, and from a distance, I didn't get a chance to say hi to you, whatever first Sunday you were here after that, or, you know, and someone said, hey, Brian's here, and I said, man, he looks better than I do, like, I didn't sleep well last night, you know, rolled right out of bed, and he's looking better than I did this morning, so that, that's, that's a testimony to, to, to what God has done, and again, we want to keep praising that, so you can stand with us again. And I mean, really, let's be honest, we were in, the, in our houses for a couple months, so we're just trying to really work off some stuff. Stand, sit and stand, sit and stand a, a little bit more than we usually do. So let's, let's keep singing to God together. So undeniable. 
verses out of Psalm 106 this morning, just as we keep honoring God. Psalm 106, starting in verse 1, hallelujah, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Actually, when I'm done reading this here in a minute, we're going to have open testimony time, just Again, if, if there's anything that you feel like God would want you to share, I mean, we're, we're going to give a minute and see if anyone has anything. If not, that's okay, but um, just heads up. Verse 2, who can declare the Lord's mighty acts or proclaim all the praise due him? How happy are those who uphold justice, who practice righteousness at all times? I love that picture in verse 2. Who can declare the Lord's mighty acts or proclaim all the praise he's due? Meaning, none of us can literally even give God all the praise that, that we should. This is, our God is, is the God, the, the one and only God who's so worthy of praise that, that we're not even going to be able to pour enough out for, to make up for all he's done for us. Verse 4, remember me, Lord, when you show favor to your people. Come to me with your salvation so that I may enjoy the prosperity of your chosen ones. Rejoice in the joy of your nation and boast about your heritage. Both we and our fathers have sinned, and we have done wrong and have acted wickedly. Our fathers in Egypt did not grasp the significance of your wondrous works or remember your many acts of faithful love. Instead, they rebelled by the sea, the Red Sea. 
Yet he saved them for his name's sake to make his power known. He rebuked the Red Sea and it dried up and he led them through the depths as through a desert. He saved them from the power of the adversary. He redeemed them from the power of the enemy. Water covered their foes. Not one of them remained. And then they believed his promises and sang his praise. Meaning it, 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 it took literally parting the Red Sea for them to give God the praise he was due. And if you remember that story, a few days later, they start complaining and quit praising. Unfortunately, we're, I don't think we're that different. We're quick to forget. Actually, verse, 10, verse 13 says that. They soon forgot his works and would not wait for his counsel. They were seized with craving in the wilderness and tested God in the desert. He gave them what they asked for but sent a wasting disease among them. We're going to skip all the way down to verse 44. In, in between here is just different stories of some of them actually are the same as the psalm Mike read. In verse 44, it, it tells us what to do instead of forgetting. When he heard their cry, he took note of their distress, remembered his covenant with them, and relented according to the abundance of his faithful love. He caused them to be pitied before all their captors. Save us, Lord our God, and gather us from the nations so that we may give thanks to your holy name and rejoice in your praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Let all the people say amen, hallelujah. I actually read recently that, that the, the most repeated command in all of scripture is either some version of give thanks, give praise. I mean, there's tons of things God does us to do throughout scripture, things to stay away from, things to not do, but the most repeated thing is to give thanks to give praise, to give him the honor due his name. So this time I want to ask, does, does anyone have any testimony they would like to give? If you would, we'd, we'd have you come up here just so we can get you with the microphone and on the live stream as well. Mel, you'd like to come up? you got to do this so you can come and take the mask off. <laughs> I want to thank God. I want to praise God for medicine and advancements that keep me moving. And I've had, uh, I'm feeling so much better. And it's all because of what's just come up lately. I praise God for giving doctors and pharmacists and scientists the way to, to progress. But I'm more thankful for the journey he put me on. See, I've been sick before, and I went to the elders and got prayed for. I did a study on healing, and I got healed. So when I got diagnosed with this advanced Parkinson's, I called the elders, I got anointed, and I did not get healed. And so I said, well, I'll do the study again. And the Lord would not let me go through the study. The first verse he gave to me as I started hunting and asking him why, not why because me, why? Because what do you want me to get out of this? The first verse he gave me was Romans 12, 12. Be joyful in hope and patient in affliction. No. I don't want that verse. So I struggled with that for a while and worked on it and prayed. Last year for clubs was really hard. I hardly made it through some Wednesday nights. And he gave me this verse. But the Lord stood with me and gave me strength. 
So he would get me through nights. Mike would literally have to help me out to the car, but I knew I got through the night because God was with me. And lately he gave me this verse. It was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn his degrees. It's been a long journey, but I praise the Lord for it. Would anyone else like to, to share, uh, have a chance? All right, we have uh, one more kind of testimony that we had prepared beforehand. And uh, this one's going to be a short video here in a second. Uh, I'll tell you when. And uh, this is from Diane Allwine. And she would have rather have been on video to make sure she got through it, which makes sense. And um, wanted to give a testimony um, about our church family and, and the, the ministry through the years and, and, and how that has supported uh, her family. So if we can go ahead and put that video from Diane on. Antioch Alliance Church is not just a building, but a wonderful church family. Its members show love to all who join or visit. Our family has been blessed by this church family for over 27 years. Our children, and now grandchildren, are part of the Antioch family. In 1994 and 1995, several ladies of Antioch prayed for a baby not even born and celebrated once he arrived and welcomed the new baby into our church family. At eight years of age, that child was baptized by Pastor Bruce Livingston. Even at a young age, this boy knew he wanted Jesus in his heart and to be a child of God. As he grew, VBS, Suncrest Camp, Kid Zone, Antioch Youth, and teen groups, and many wonderful people supported and loved this young man and many other kids because that's what good families do. In high school years, the teen pastor, Brian Neville, made youth group fun and taught this young man how to share his faith with his peers, even on the football field. Christmas was another church family event that was supported and prayed for for this young man. Connie and Jill Schweitzer sponsored him in this life-changing journey. Throughout junior high and high school years, Debbie Saunders helped teach this young man and so many others how to grow in their faith and learn from the Bible. Even during college years, the church supports crew and that young man was able to continue, continue to grow at school and show his faith on a college campus. Now as a young adult, this faith and love of Jesus is shared with younger members at Antioch Church. Pastor John and Katie are mentors and good friends to help him along the way. This man gives back by leading others to Jesus as once was done for him. Kevin Allwine has always been, since before he was even born, a child of Antioch Alliance Church, and more importantly, a child of God. He leaves this church family to share the love of Jesus with others. We thank Antioch Alliance Church for helping him become the man he is today and ask that you continue to pray for him and this next step in his life. Thank you, church family, for the last 25 years of love and support.
I think that's a, that's a powerful testimony, even in just a couple minutes of years of ministry. You know, there a lot of names up there and um, a lot of families that came together, united by God as a church family, in order to really minister to one another and point someone to Jesus so that someone else can do that as well. We're going to go into another form of celebration through communion together. And communion, you know, maybe you felt tension with communion before. I know I have in that communion is something that we're asked to examine ourselves and and examine our hearts in a way that we have to be reminded of our sin and our shortcoming. But we wanted to specifically end our praise service with communion, acknowledging that it is in a way a celebration. Because while we examine our hearts and so that we can confess and give things to Jesus that only he can deal with, we're also remembering that he's the only one who can deal with them. And the fact that we can even come before him is worth, worthy of praise. If you could turn to 1 Corinthians 11, well, I'll have it up on the screen too, but 1 Corinthians 11, starting in verse 23. For I received from the Lord what I had also passed on to you. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I said earlier how there's this common commandment throughout all of Scripture to praise and to thank. And there's other times where we have to proclaim good news. And literally, we're seeing here that just by taking communion, we're proclaiming that Jesus is enough. And that his death was enough. And his blood was enough to wash you white as snow. For as often as you eat and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until it comes. So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sin against the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself. In this way, let him eat the bread and drink from the cup. Forever eats and drinks without recognizing the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. This is why many are sick and ill among you, and many have fallen asleep. If we are properly judging ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may be not or so that we may not be condemned with the world. We have to remember when we examine ourselves, which we're gonna do here in a minute. Don't examine yourself under some man made law. Examine yourself with good news. So communion is a time and, and you can actually go ahead if, if uh, you have cups under your, your seats. And you can go ahead and, and, and grab that. If you're watching online, uh, if there's a suitable bread and juice, you can, some kind of juice you, you can grab at home. 
And in a, in a moment, we're, we're going to be quiet before the Lord to examine ourselves. But we have to remember this is also an act of celebration. Because when you look down at that cup before you take, you have to remember that Jesus took the cup of judgment. That Jesus in the, in the garden praying to his father said, Lord, if it's within your will, let this cup pass from me. And he says, your will be done, knowing that he did have to die on the cross. So Jesus takes the cup of judgment so that now you and I get to take this cup of grace. And what Paul's telling us is, with this worthy or unworthy, is he says, examine your heart. Maybe there's something you need to, to, to confess to God. And, and Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. And, you know, you, you think of remembrance, it, it's not... If you just remembered that it was your anniversary or remembered that it's your kid's birthday but you didn't do anything to celebrate it, it's probably not gonna be that special. This is, this is a, a remembrance with your heart. It's, it's thinking, think of all the testimonies we've heard today and think of the testimonies in your life and thank God. And maybe we haven't had enough praise in our hearts. Maybe we haven't been people of praise and maybe that's something to confess. Just, God, I wanna be someone who Regularly, I mean, it's going to be in your own way, however God created you individually, but you need to praise. So we're going to take a quiet moment to pray, and, and, and then I'm going to pray, and, and, I, and I'll tell you when to partake. But let's just take a minute before God, examine our hearts and confess or thank him, or whatever it is we need to do. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the body that was broken, your body that was broken for us. We thank you for everything you've given us. We thank you that you, that you give us presence, that we can come before you. Lord, all of us have failed in plenty of ways, and, and, and we have our sin that only you can heal. But we want to celebrate through communion this morning. Celebrating that whatever maybe came to our hearts in the moment when we are examining ourselves and letting your spirit examine us, whatever sin that is, when it's confessed to you, you're faithful to forgive it. We thank you that you're slow to anger. We, we, we thank you that you don't give up on us. We thank you that we have good news in the name of Jesus. Let's take and eat the bread and the cup together.
So let's, let's stand together one more time. We're going to have a closing song. And let's just celebrate. And again, maybe while you were praying before communion, maybe there's something that, some sin, some, something that's nagging on your heart that you had to confess to God again. Celebrate right now that he forgives you in the name of Jesus. If part of one of these testimonies really stirred your heart this morning, and you're like, wow, that, that's amazing, then thank God while you sing to him. And each one of us has some sort of testimony, and probably a bunch of them. So let's turn back to God and, and, and thank him for that. So let's, let's close with this song.
I pray that we would always be a church family with soft hearts by your spirit that praise would naturally pour out of us. That testimonies, maybe even small ones and great ones, and would pour out of us in our day-to-day lives in a way that points people to you. That the ways in which you've worked in our lives wouldn't be forgotten, but that they would come up regularly and often so that we can give you the honor and praise that's due your name. Jesus, we thank you for what you did for us. We thank you, Jesus. We praise in your name. Amen. So go forth today um, praying that God would make you a person of praise. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Sunday.